Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the You Thought Podcast. I've got the usual criminals with me today. Wyatt, Aiden, Jared, and Lucas. We have an action-packed episode for you. It's been a busy sports week, so let's dive right in. First of all, as always, let's talk about some of the things that we won't be covering in detail. Long list this week. Uh, MLB news first. Indians have been renamed to Guardians. Any thoughts on that name? Not really. No. I, Fine. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I, I, I think I texted this in the group, but I think it's an average name without context, but with context, it's a good name because there's the, I think they're called like the Guardians of Transportation statues that like sit. <laughs> I thought it was just the called bridge. the Guardian of Traffic. Or maybe I thought it was w- far more lame than that. It's the Guardian of some <laughs> sort of like city planning thing. But apparently those like statues like right sit right outside the stadium or uh, right near the stadium. So it's like an iconic Cleveland thing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 I, they could have done worse. Um, and then also today, I think Max Scherzer was dealt to the Dodgers in a blockbuster deal. Uh, reinforcing everybody's opinion that the MLB is much better without a salary cap. Yes. <laughs> Go Dodgers. Yeah. The and Dodgers Trey still Turner. might not win, too. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I think Trey Turner is like potentially a better part of that deal even than Scherzer. Like, that is mm. seriously a blockbuster. I, like, mm-hmm. dude's like hitting 330 this year with 20 homers. Like, hey, yeah. What the Nats going to Cheat code. Draft picks. Prospects. The, yeah, prospects. The Dodgers yeah, get, pick, like, prospects. yeah, just have the deepest pool of talent. That never ends, but anyway. Um, Olympics news, lots of Olympic stuff. Uh, There was a lot of drama around Simone Biles withdrawing. First, she withdrew from the team event, and then she had to withdraw from the individual all around. Um, USA got silver in the team event, and then our girl, Suni Lee, won gold in the individual all around. So, woot woot for the USA succeeding without their, obviously, their best gymnast possibly ever. Uh, USA Women's Basketball picked up their 50th straight win, which is absurd. They haven't lost in Olympic basketball since 1992. That's crazy. Uh, and then in three-on-three three women's basketball, the USA team won gold. So lots of basketball success. As we we'll should. talk about the men's team uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> Say what, Wyatt? I said, as we should. We should dominate three-on-three three basketball. Yes. Well, the men's team did not qualify for the Olympics, which is so funny. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. They didn't qualify at all, yeah. But it was oh it consisted of, like, Robbie Hummel and a bunch of, like, washed-up, like... We should just let our young guys go out and do that. Yeah, college stars. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually insane. Exactly. I'm waiting for, like, one-on-one. That's what I want to see. <laughs> that would be crazy. The Olympic dunk contest. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, jumping over to NBA news... The draft has happened today. Katie Cunningham went first, as a lot of people predicted. Uh, a lot of other news. We'll, we'll talk about the Russ trade later as well. Uh, to Lucas's disappointment, Ben Simmons is still a 76er as of right now, unfortunately. Um, but the Sixers have made it very clear that they're shopping him. So we'll see how that goes down. Um, let's hop over to the NFL. Some trade talk. Xavier Howard of the Dolphins has requested a trade. He posted a intense like note or something on twitter <laughs> making it clear how he felt and then chandler jones has also requested a trade um aaron Rodgers finally reported camp so i was wrong when i said earlier that i thought it was highly unlikely that he won't be back he's back uh, i'm disappointed as a bucks fan whatever zach wilson <laughs> of the jets was holding out because he didn't like his rookie deal for a long time he did he uh, didn't go to training camp for a bit but he's there now 
So Jets fans are probably relieved about that. And then lastly, in the NCAA, it was announced formally that Reggie Bush, despite pushing for it, will not be getting his hardware back for quote-unquote cheating. <laughs> so <laughs> that came out, was that just did that come out of nowhere, or was was that in response to like players being able to make money off their name and stuff? Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah exactly. because yeah. that's it's, what he it's, did. It's, <laughs> they just wanted to hammer it home, Jared. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, yeah, I was like, where did that come from? I don't know. But... And we'll be talking like, a lot about yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. today, too. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that the NCAA is like, no, it used to be wrong. Trust us. It was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. There's been a big moral shift in our collective conscience in the last 15 years. So. 2000, 2007, 2008 was a different time. <laughs> that... mm-hmm. The NCAA, everybody's gold standard for morality, <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right, let's jump into our actual first discussion. Let's talk about the Team USA Olympic basketball team. We talked about how successful the women have been. The men, not so much. As you may or may not know, they lost a couple of exhibition games before the Olympics. Then they kind of made up for it by winning against Argentina. Then the Olympics started, and they lost again to France. Uh, they did win their next game to Iran, but, like, it's Iran, so I don't know how important that is. So now what everybody's probably wondering, Aiden, I'm going to start with you. Has international basketball actually finally caught up to the USA basketball um, situation? And what do you think that the USA's chances are this year of winning gold? Yeah, it's interesting because looking at like surface level stuff, I feel like the international teams are like seem less like impressive to me just on paper than they than they like have at certain times in the past. Like back in the day, like Spain had a pretty loaded team at some point. Um, there are a bunch of like pretty pretty like stacked with the NBA like serious NBA player like international teams out there right now it's like Luca obviously on Slovenia but besides that like there isn't there aren't a lot of teams that are powered by like a really prominent NBA player at least in the Olympics um at least that I can think of um so it's kind of funny that I don't know the the U.S. on the other hand like look like to me at least on paper a worse team than they have in the past than they had in 2016 or 2012 and so on um like They've got KD and Dame who are good, but after that, it's not very scary. Um, other teams, like a lot of the other Olympic teams, I feel like have a fair amount of like young talent. We've got like Devin Booker and Jason Tatum, but like that's kind of it. It just doesn't feel like an, a USA team that really strikes fear in anyone's heart. Um, so like it just takes like a well balanced team or one that gets a little bit lucky to take them out, as we've already kind of seen happen um, at some points. Uh, so I still think like they are the like said it after like before the olympics before they um lost in their first game that thought they were the favorite i still think they should be the odds on favorite to win the whole thing um but it definitely feels like just another off game like another game where kd has a bad game and stuff like that like that's all it's gonna take to tip this team over it's not as deep as previous ones where if like someone was off like there were like four other stars who could pick it up and carry the team so I don't know. I think where there's smoke, there's fire, dude. If it's happened three times, that's that's mm. pretty alarming. I, I don't I don't think they're pulling it out this year. Actually, <laughs> I my I would not be betting on the U.S. right now. I would be betting on the field. I mean, I I, I think some sports books actually had them as like not the favorites even before the Olympics started, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. Who uh, who was? Yeah. Who did? I'm not actually. I'm assuming it was Australia. I didn't look too deeply yeah, into that. Yeah. Um, which was one of the teams that they lost to in the exhibition games, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because the, the France team too was like low key pretty underwhelming. Like Evan Fournier was like their yeah. leading scorer, right? I and mean, Rudy Gobert Rudy is Gobert. good, but I feel like yeah. it's like 
Oh, what? Like, so Vin- the defensive player of the year is underwhelming? None of those stats got, are real. Who got torched by the Clippers? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Rudy Gobert, most overrated player in the NBA. But um, He made Terrence no, I mean, Mann look like, like Michael Jordan. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and But like the guy, like Vincent Poirier, who was like the 11th guy on the six or the like for, in the Sixers rotation is like plays big minutes for them so it just like doesn't feel like a team that like you even think would put up much of a fight and it is and I think like I do think it'll get better like I think there are some like unique circumstances around the team in which like Middleton Drew and Booker all literally just got there two before two days before yeah. the Olympics after the finals like they'll integrate themselves in I think relatively quickly yeah, but um, are, but it, it is concerning. Like I'm not saying like yeah, I think like I think yeah, it'll get better. I just like I yes. Yeah, so I think it'll get better in the sense that like there'll, there'll be more chemistry. But even so, like this team just feels kind of like lifeless without narrative. Like yeah, there's no like dream team or like whatever. No, they had not. like the redeem team, and I think it was 08 where like all the stars came out. Like it doesn't feel like it adds anybody's legacy really at this point to like win a gold medal. I just think it's like. There's a lack of motivation for a lot of these guys probably as well. Um, yeah. and I'm sure it's cool to win a gold medal, but yeah. it doesn't seem like legacy-defining for anybody. Yeah. That's true. What, the, what about, the, about the Chris Middleton stuff? Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Devin Booker? They're, are they like really going to be the ones that are going to push Team USA over the hump, though? They're, like, they're going to be like maybe the fourth best player on that team, but I'd say all of them are probably behind Jason Tatum, obviously Damon, KD, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like it comes down to the margins then in a lot of those things. Like, okay, that's fair. Um, like, the fact that our fourth best player is so much better than France or Australia's fourth best player, I think, is consequential. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, you fly however many hours it is across the ocean and have to play, like, a day later after, like, partying all night, winning an NBA champion. Well, yeah. Devin probably was not. Crying your sorrows. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Either way, a lot of emotional ups and downs. But, like, I think they'll recover. Because Drew played really well in the first game, too, against France. He was, like, I think, far and away their best player. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm not brimming with confidence, though, at the fact that this team could win a gold medal. Well, yeah, that's the, the thing is, is that, like, Two of the top three American players, I would say, are not playing. LeBron and Steph, obviously. Jimmy Butler's not playing. Paul George and Kawhi, obviously, are not playing. No James Harden. Trey Young, potentially. We didn't We didn't mention him, by the way, I don't think, in our Olympic roster last episode. Trey Young didn't make it on there. Kawhi. You know what I mean? Or no, I said Kawhi already, but... Yeah. yeah a, lot I mean, of, a lot of the best American players just aren't playing this year. If you took the best Americans, like, on paper, without any age or injury factor, then they would obviously be... But, like, I still think the American team right now on paper is more talented than the other team. I think the problem, as a lot of people have pointed out, is that they never play together except for when they practice for, like, a little bit in the summer, right? Whereas the other teams, they are players who have, like, grown up together and they've played countless times together already, which is, like, people were making fun of how Evan Fournier is, like, a nobody in the NBA, and he was looking like a superstar in the Olympic game. Like, what, how does that happen? It happens because you're like used to the FIBA rules and you're used to playing with your Frenchmen, right? Right. I'm so, pretty sure there's a stat that says four out of the five French starters played in FIBA, like last year or two years ago. They all, like you said, they all just played together outside of just Team USA. Whereas Team USA is they just get assembled and they go out and they compete and they go home, and they play in their separate teams. And I get it; they're in a bigger league than. Uh, most Americans don't have any international connections. They don't really care about all the other stuff, but 
it does kind of become a, a factor when France and a lot of these other teams are playing with each other. Any chances they're not playing in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think you're you're right, Lucas, that it's going to get better. But I think it's a question of like, <clears throat> are they going to be able to get better quickly enough? Yeah. I feel like Pop Pop is going to get uh, crapped on a lot for this. I don't know if it's his fault though. Like, what are you supposed to do? They just don't have that much time. Coach better. No, I'm just kidding. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Five-time coach champion pay. coach. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Do you think that... I, so I saw this theory on this YouTube channel that I watch that I like. Uh, and basically that, like, uh, the rest of the world has caught up to the U.S. because, like, there's more opportunity spread out now to other countries that used to not have it. Like, when you look in the at women's sports, for example, the U.S. is, like... I think that a lot, there's an argument that the U.S. is better than a lot of sports just because, like, women have a little more equality in the U.S. than they do in other countries and, like, more access to sports. And that's why the U.S.'s soccer team and women's basketball team is so much better uh, as part of it is because of resources. And I think that kind of applies to, like, it, I mean, it has to. It's not, a, it's not a coincidence now that if you look at the MVPs last, last year, it was Jokic from Serbia, right, this year? Mm-hmm. Giannis the last two years and Bede was the runner up Luca's a top five player in the NBA right now um, and when you look again like with this is what the, the channel pointed out in the 1980s like Hakeem Olajuwon was really like the only international player that was in like the top 20 basically in the NBA mm-hmm. now if you look there's like there's Giannis you could probably make the case that four of like the top eight players in the league are international Giannis, Luca, Jokic, and Bede are probably like in the top eight and they're all international now. And it's not just like a coincidence, I don't think. It's just that like opportunities being has been a little bit more spread out to other countries, I think now. What do you think of that theory? I think that's correct. I mean I think that like when people look back on like David Stern, especially his ten- tenure as the um commissioner, like his whole basis was one, make it like superstar driven, which worked, and the other was make it international, which I think is like finally also coming to fruition. So like you just see the way in which the NBA is spread across the world, like NBA Africa is starting up now, which I think is like gonna try and get even further into their into that market. Um, Obama like joined the board of directors of NBA yeah, I saw Africa that. too. Um, so yeah, I think it's just a consequence of like the game becoming more international. That like basketball has like pockets of support and like places where resources are rallying around it all across the world. And I think that, like, while the U.S. obviously has, like, lots of resources in basketball and those resources are growing, like, the gap just isn't as big as it used to be, even if the U.S. still has far and away the biggest yeah. resource or the most resources yeah. of any country. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to me to see if, like, a similar thing happens with women's basketball as we go on because, like, already a bunch of WNBA players, like, play around and play overseas somewhere because there are some pretty substantial leagues elsewhere that a lot of times pay them more than the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. like... Clearly, there's some kind of international investment going on um, that one would assume would kind of pass on to, you know, like native players to each of those countries. So, like, it does feel like like women's basketball is more unbalanced than, you know, um, is even better than the rest of the world than the U.S.'s men's team is. But I wonder if that will kind of shift in a similar way. Here's an off-the-cuff question for you that I just thought of. Do you th- could you ever foresee that the, NBA, that bas- the game of basketball is kind of analogous or similar to soccer where the u.s is not the best nation in the world at that sport i was just going to say the same thing gotcha or like my question was going to be do you see a day where the nba is no longer like the go-to league for the best players in the world 
No. But same thing. Not at all. No, I I, I don't know that I do to your question, Jerry. I, I think the world it's in itself is getting better. There are a lot of players throughout the rest of the world. If this is USA versus the field, yes, but I mean, like, players, it's, it's not, France is not getting better. Spain as a country is not getting better at basketball. Uh, if we're talking, like, strictly Olympic-wise, I know that the world is getting better and Luca and Giannis, but we should still, as combined as players, be the better team, no matter how good the world gets, until France has four all-stars or whatever on their team and Greece yeah. has four all-stars on their team or, you know, whoever it might be. Yeah. That's sort of what Aiden was mentioning at the start as well. How like yeah. the ro- there was no roster really that was like powered by a, besides a Slovenia. It's interesting. Hopefully. So, uh, <laughs> I don't actually know when does the preliminary round of the, the men's basketball stage end? I don't know. We'll see how the team does. I, guess yeah, I think there's a little more group game. And I think it's um, happening like the end of this week. So yeah, I'm excited oh, they for that. Play? Oh sorry, go ahead. But no, I'm excited for that. I might actually watch the knockout round, <laughs> and possibly uh, I'm maybe more interested in watching it because the U.S. has been bad. So <laughs> I feel like it's yeah, more parody. hater exactly. Yeah. Hater, but yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's uh, Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern. The U.S. plays the Czech Republic. Okay. Okay. That's knockout round. Yeah. Oh no, no, that's last group game. Last group. Last group, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, speaking of Saturday sports, let's transition <laughs> over to. That's transition I've ever seen in this whole show. Let's let's move on over to our college football talk. There has been plenty of news in the college football world this week. Uh, the big thing, of course, Texas and Oklahoma, speaking of treachery as well, Texas <laughs> and Oklahoma have told the Big 12 they are out. <laughs> they have requested membership with the SEC formally. They've declared that they won't be renewing their media contracts in 2025, yada, yada, yada. So, yes, it seems like the Big 12 might be falling apart. Jared, I want to throw it to you. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that Texas and Oklahoma are making the right decision by jumping over to the SEC? No, I mean, this decision is just, like, blatantly, I don't know, as far as I can see, purely just based on mon- money and, like, revenue, I'm sort of some sort of lost revenue due to the pandemic season. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, we were in a pandemic season last year. That must be, I mean, that must be the only reason, because it doesn't make any football sense, first off. With the, ex- with the playoff expanding, it's way easier for them to just run the Big 12 and get that automatic bid, you know? And some people are trying to make the argument that, playoff expansion means that it makes more sense to join the sec which is a galaxy brain take like oh well four us <laughs> four sec teams are gonna make it in most years now and like all this crazy stupid stuff but so here's the thing though is even though oklahoma you know has made the college football playoff a lot they've never won a playoff game look at their record against the sec by itself lsu in 2020 lost by 35 points alabama 2019 double digit loss then we obviously had the Rose Bowl with Georgia where they lost a double OT, but they've never beat an SEC team in the playoff. Yeah, they beat Florida and everything with Kyle Trask throwing three picks. So, And, yet, you know, Texas is back, but they're going to get smacked in the SEC. Texas will get smacked in the SEC. And the problem is just that the, the Big 12 doesn't have a strong football identity. Take out OU and Texas. There's really no big brands anymore. Um 
I don't know. I don't really understand it from a football perspective. It doesn't make that much sense to me. It's like whatever. There's oh, they have uh, 500 million reasons why or whatever their freaking media contract is. Whatever. It's just dumb. I, I think it doesn't make sense. And every decision in football now is made is motivated by money, which is annoying. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And I feel like the conventional like argument for like joining a conference like the SEC is like you get greater access to recruits because you're in a more recognizable league and you build your brand but like neither of these schools need to do it if you look at 24 7 sports for the 2022 class oklahoma is sixth in overall recruiting and ut is 10 and i just don't think that like joining the sec will boost those numbers really dramatically at all like they're both already top 10 recruiting classes they're both huge national brands and i think there's even the chance that they could like get worse recruiting wise because now they're like competing in like the same pools as a lot of the SEC teams. If they continue to lose, if they or if they join the SEC and they start losing to these teams better than them, and it's just like eight and four years, seven and five years, I, like I don't know if that's a compelling case to recruit. That like, well, yeah, we're in the SEC, but how are we different than like Tennessee at this point, or how are we different <laughs> than other schools? I mean, there is still I think the the larger national brand of those two schools, but. I just think, like, the risk versus reward of this, like, I guess the reward is that maybe you move, if you're Oklahoma, from, like, sixth in recruiting to, like, third. But I don't know, at this point, how big of a difference that makes. And I think that the downside of possibly having, like, sort of the luster of your brand wear off a little bit by just being another SEC school who can't really compete is a way bigger possible downside than the possible upside of becoming Alabama. I totally agree. Yeah, but I do think that yeah, it's all the stock that the SEC holds way more value than the rest of the conferences, and that the college playoff selection committee is going to just uh, all of a sudden say Texas is because they're in the SEC is now a top ten school or they're a top seven school or whatever it might be. Whether or not they're or they're if they lose a game in the SEC, you know, at least you lost to LSU. Maybe it may have been by sixty points, <laughs> oh but at least gosh. you lost. At least you lost to Alabama by fifty instead of losing to some of the bottom feeders that the Big, big Twelve has. That's that's the school of thought, and I agree. But with if you, you lose, what's the Here's difference the between losing ball. to Vanderbilt in the freaking SEC or freaking Kentucky? Like <laughs> when you lose to Alabama, you're like, okay, <laughs> we kind of were supposed to lose. If you lose to Vanderbilt, it's a game you should have won, and I think that that's the school of thought. And it's also about building the brand that is Oklahoma and Texas for now. I don't agree with it. I think that you can just stick in the Big 12. And the Big 12 itself should look to maybe kick out some of the other members rather than kick out some of their top two members. Um, And, like, kind of fail the the rest of the Big 12 with maybe, like, oh, reach out to UCF and reach out to a lot of these other schools who were kind of on the level of Cincinnati and, you know, and try to get them to join their conference, you know? Yeah, I mean it's a move for for to get quality losses. Like the committee always has yeah, losses, and yeah. Texas and Oklahoma is gonna have some quality losses. A ton of um, quality losses. They're gonna have a lot of quality losses. In this <laughs> friggin' resume. <laughs> um, Goodness. Yeah, yeah. I do think that like Texas is not gonna be happy with the number ten recruiting recruiting class, and it's the fact that it's number ten is probably due to the fact that Texas is not back. Um, but I can see them making excuses. And being like, oh, like once we get to the SEC, this will solve our problems. And so that's, <laughs> I don't does, think that's uh, true. But I feel like that's, I feel like Texas is kind of making excuses here. And it's like, oh, maybe if we go to the SEC and are, are playing with the best, well, that'll solve it. 
but why it's like a galaxy brain take. yeah that is a galaxy brain take. because like if you can't win in the big 12 then like why do you expect to do better in a in a better conference like it just doesn't make any sense well they don't think they're gonna do better but they think they're gonna attract more talent because let's face it, Alabama and Clemson were like always at the top classes at this point. I know Clemson not, it's, mm-hmm. isn't in the SEC, but most like the top of the class of rankings is is always stacked with SEC teams, isn't it? Yeah. Although yeah. you know, you know where the no, Notre Dame Fighting Irish are ranked? Two. Uh, two. Yeah. Wow. Now, what happens if you get rid of the defensive recruits? i have no idea tangent (laughs) no okay well but wyatt you you tell me you might know more about this does ohio state ohio state's players probably all come from freaking texas georgia california maybe some in the midwest right they don't need to be in the south they recruit out of their backyard pretty well but yeah but they don't need to be in the south though to to get those players right if texas joined the big 10 do they have the same argument oh we'll we'll get all those players from ohio in the midwest now i mean touche yeah but but like even if you look at like Texas A and M was terrified of this move, and Texas definitely out recruits Texas A and M. But there's a reason why mm-hmm. they were terrified of that. Like mm-hmm. now Texas is gonna like the reason why you go to A and M for example is because it's in the SEC. Now Texas, I feel like is that the reason with those recruits? I think so. I mean Texas A and M has taken like, they, like have, a, a they have step taken up a big prestige step. since they, they were terrified the by this move. They tried to mm-hmm. stop it. Like obviously yeah. they're worried about it. I don't think they're worried for nothing. Like, All right, here's, here's, point. here's another take. Steve Sarkeesian just couldn't be away from Nick Saban for that long, and he had to come exactly. back to the SEC somehow, <laughs> somewhere. That's a terrible that's take. that's fair. No, that's a good take. No, I think maybe, I think maybe he did like push for that, but it's, it's not because he wants to be by Nick Saban. What are you talking about? It's his buddy. Saban still hasn't lost to uh, an assistant, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Still is not. <laughs> it's Which like, is legendary. But, 2025. Yeah. He'll retire 2024 just to avoid it. I'm calling it out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The point of this too is like this is so far away too. Like this is four years yeah. from now. This is all gonna happen. Like I, I feel they'll like find a way to last... make. They'll find a way to speed it. I, yeah, that's what I think <laughs> happened last time. Like it was all the realignment. Like people are like, well, if you're gonna leave, we'll just like let you go anyway. Like there's yeah. no purpose in keeping you around. Um, but also just this just seemed to come out of nowhere for me too. It like, came I out of nowhere. Know. Yeah. I was yeah. about yeah. to say it's fascinating to me because you know that they have they have to have been talking about this for, for months a while. Now. I know. And it just got mm-hmm. leaked, which begs the question to me of who else has been making talks like this yeah. that we're going to be hearing about soon. What's what's the next team that's going to leave or the next conference that has a big change like this? Because I I really would be surprised if this is the end of it. Now, oh, especially. Yeah. Alabama goes to the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, the Big Twelve and the the SEC Whoa. literally just flip. Yeah, <laughs> I um I think the Big Twelve is going to dissolve. Like as a football oh, yeah. conference, it's the like, Big I don't East. Think it, it's the Big East. Yeah, I don't think it's going to exist a few years down the line. Um, it, it like its oh. best case scenario is it becomes like an equivalent to the American Conference. Like, think, <laughs> oh my oh. gosh! Yeah, I honestly that's, think so. That's like, fair. I guess who, I don't know who's left. Like if those Iowa like, State, Iowa State, Iowa State. State. Okay. <laughs> Having their like once every sixty years of being good, like their preseason ranked quote, number eight by Fred in twenty. Whatever yeah, his name when was. is the last time Iowa State's made a, a New Year's Six BCS whatever bowl When's game? When's the last time the American guy? They <laughs> make one every year. <laughs> UCF, Cincinnati, they have a guaranteed spot. Um, but like, there's a quote from Iowa State's AD, I think from like five years ago who said our conference is oklahoma and texas and if we don't have them we're nothing and i think that <laughs> oh like so you can look it up and find it i saw it tweeted out the other day like by multiple people Yikes. and there's like a hint of truth to that like if they lose this like 
Oklahoma State and TCU and Baylor are like not going to well, carry like the mantle of a really good conference. They still have basketball. That's true. Who but... Baylor? That's also Kansas. They won the national championship. Yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, I know, but that's Kansas. they have one. So yeah. they have one team. Kansas. Kansas. Okay, yeah, they have right. two yeah, at Kansas. least. Oklahoma State is pretty decent. Oh yeah. 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 Number one overall pick. Yeah. 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 Also, Lucas, I just looked up and you're like apparently the American athletic conference is trying to recruit the rest of the big 12 at this point that's <laughs> <laughs> that is sad that, that. how the tables turn wouldn't that be wild anyway that'd be wild how many teams would that yeah. be <laughs> they said big 12 believes american is attempting to grab eight remaining members with texas oklahoma leaving for sec i don't know how it's CBS that'd be like sports, a 20 team like, super exactly, conference there's something. no way that's gonna that's like actually a thing but Oof. I like the timeline of the American just eating all the other conferences. Exactly. That is, that is like funny. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I also saw this analogy in one other article that basically, like, this, the mall just lost their Nordstrom and Macy's stores, and now Lids, <laughs> Lids and Champ Sports needs to figure out, like, right, where's our new location? <laughs> so. I like that. Uh, I love that. By the way, before we move on, the University of Alabama is an affiliate member of the Big 12 for women's rowing. So they oh, already wow. have a foot in the door. They're, they're, the, toes are, <laughs> the toes are dipped into the pool, and there might be a chance they move over. Just, just toss it out there. Yeah, We're going to see yeah. it like a report, like Big 12 commissioner feeling confident Alabama can be lured from the <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. Well, with that, uh, speaking of conferences eating up each other, we're going to have some fun with this. And do our own realignment. So this is going to get a little bit crazy, taking yeah, taking notes on all of this. But basically, what's going to happen is we're each going to go through one of the Power Fives. We each own one. We're going to keep the teams that we like and uh, <laughs> eject the teams we don't like, which will then go into a <laughs> general draft pool. And then we're going to do a draft. Um, <laughs> so our rule, I believe, is that we get to keep twelve teams total between keeping and then drafting. Is that right? Correct. Um, okay, uh, and then another question I wanted to get through with you guys first was whether we want to go in the order that's written or backwards. I think it might actually make more sense to do better conferences, i.e. SEC first, so that yeah. Yeah. scrub yeah. conferences like Big 12 know who's been ejected. So it's realistic, exactly. Yeah. 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 We, uh, I mean, who are you going like... to keep, Bart? <laughs> I, I, yeah, started, it's a great question. from, from zero. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. Are, we'll get there. Are there basketball considerations in this too? Because mine are very yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. I said no. It's a conference. I don't care yeah. about that, I, but I also don't care. About but I mean, I guess. Oh you well, can, I'm you considering can, basketball. You can build your conference however you want to. Well. Say that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, We're a basketball conference. All right, let's start then. Aiden, start us off with the SEC. <laughs> um. So <laughs> I, I realize their baseball team is good, but I, I think I think Vandy's got to go. Um, I, I think the, yeah. the 0 and 9 um, last year, as well as they've had four total winning seasons since 1976. Oh my gosh! Just, that's tough. <laughs> but Clark Lee, Clark Lee is exactly. there Turning to change it that program. He's gonna make me eat my words. Um, but but yeah, so Vandy takers, go, you know, um, feel free to feel free to pick that one up. Um, I'm going with Missouri. Also, I think they're just generally irrelevant. Um, mm-hmm. Like. They were third in the SEC East last year at five and five, which is better than I thought they were. Um, but they haven't like really been a player in any year. They're not even like good at not good at basketball or anything like that. So um, those were two, I think, pretty easy cuts. The rest is, you know, it's the SEC. You know, it's um, I'm, I, <laughs> I, means I, got, more. I got the riches here exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I, I will cut others, but 
Um, but I, I think cases could be made for each of them staying. Uh, I'm going to cut South Carolina. They had their moments under Steve Spurrier, but not interesting of late. There's, there's no clowny on the field currently. They're, they're, <laughs> they've been lame of late. Um, I'm, I'm going to drop Arkansas, I think. Um, yeah. I miss the, the days of the run, like their like ridiculous backfields, um, but those are also over. Um, so I think I think they're a safe cut. And uh, I'm I considered cutting Kentucky, but I can't for the basketball. I'm, I'm going to consider the basketball. Um, so they they get they get waived there. And Tennessee, I'm on the fence about the the history. You know, the history. Is I'm there. sorry, Aiden. But I don't want to hijack your yeah. thing. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna yeah. propose a rule for here. Mm-hmm. If you you can cut a guy and then you can redraft him later, but we have to cut everybody who Ooh. we're like on the fence right now, and you I, have okay, to take that's that fair. risk. That's so, fair. Yeah, so, then I'm, yeah. I'm going to cut Tennessee. Um, so yeah, rip the glory days, spitting um, in the but, face of yeah. college football history. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's absurd. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton Manning is rolling over in his grave <laughs> in his right grave. now. What? <laughs> what happened to Peyton Manning? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is it. So I've I've, I've cut. Um, in conclusion, Vandy, Missouri, South Carolina, Arkansas, Tennessee. Pack okay. 12 is eyeing Arkansas right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, let's, let's go up to the Big Ten with you, Wyatt. Um, okay. So I think I have my, th- my powerhouses in Ohio State, Michigan, Mi- Penn State, and Wisconsin all kept. So I got a lot of other guys who I might decide where I want to keep or, or ditch. I'm going to keep... Iowa. I like Iowa. They always produce linemen, and I like a, a good blue-collar, cold-weather uh, place. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm going to go with the basketball aspect. I was willing to cut Michigan State, but if we're going to have anybody who's going to be good at basketball in our conference, I'm just going to keep Michigan State around. Um, I'm going to cut Indiana at the risk of losing them. I am going to see what becomes available as we go, but you know, Indiana doesn't really wow me when I, when I look at them. No. And finally, I'm going to keep Northwestern. I love Northwestern. Uh, again, another blue-collar team. They're competitive from time to time, and they're good food for our, our powerhouses, which means <laughs> in all I'm going to ditch Maryland, Rutgers, Illinois, uh, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Purdue. Sorry, Purdue. Okay. So you just hate the state of Indiana. Wow. Yeah. No, Lots of cuts. In. Yeah. <laughs> can I? Uh, How many did I... I keep? Did I keep as many as I wanted to? Uh, uh, I, I might, have, might have missed one. Uh, Ohio State. I count Wisconsin, seven Wisconsin, cuts. Michigan, brutal. Northwestern, Iowa, Michigan State, Indiana. I should have kept... Did I cut Indiana? I did cut Indiana. You yeah, did cut you Indiana. Did. And I kept Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn, Wisconsin... Iowa, Northwestern is up here. Um, and then that's it. Are there are there free agents? Like, can I draft Notre Dame? You could. They're in the draft pool. <laughs> They're in the draft pool. Yeah. Okay. Of course, if you're the first pick, which I don't think you will be. I think I will be. <laughs> Probably not. We'll, we'll get there. All right, let's go up to the ACC, Lucas. All right, so I was initially conservative with this, but hearing we could redraft people and take them back, I'm, uh, I'm going to cut some people. Uh, first, Wake Forest. They're gone. Uh, they're n- <laughs> they're yeah. not competitive. They're too small a school without enough history to really justify keeping. They have like they have some basketball big names back in the day: Chris Paul, 
uh, Tim Duncan, but they haven't been competitive in basketball in a while. They're not competitive in football. There's no reason to keep them in, so they're gone. Second, Georgia Tech. Uh, I feel like it's always been like sort of an awkward geographic fit. Like they should definitely be in the SEC if they're gonna be anywhere. They're the furthest south, I believe, ACC school at this point, and all of their traditional rivalries, according to Wikipedia, are with SEC teams. They're with Georgia, they're with Auburn, they're with Tennessee. Um, so I think that it's just like makes it doesn't make much geographic sense to keep them in. Um, so next is NC State. Um, oh, yeah. They just always seem like the the menial, like, they're never bad, they're never good, they just sort of exist, and I don't know if you need that kind of mediocrity in your life. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna exist, just be bad or good. Like, it's more fun if you just get beat up, wow, <laughs> or it's shoot. fun if you're good. But <laughs> Easy like, to say as a fan, but alright. I know, I know. Um, and plus with them, there's no basketball considerations. Back in 2019, they only scored 24 points in a whole game, so, you know. Oh my god. You can't have that. <laughs> I know I said it's better to be bad than mediocre, but in this case, that's so bad that, like, (laughs) you have to consider it. Um, And then last, uh, we're cutting Pitt, um, who holds a special place in my heart. um, But they haven't had 10 wins in a season since they were in the Big East. Uh, They haven't finished in the top 10 since 1982. Um, So I just think they need to go. Their basketball is always fine, good, not great. Um, it's also a little bit of an awkward geographic fit as well. Like it's in like Western Pennsylvania, which is basically the Midwest. Um, it doesn't feel geographically like somewhere that should be in the ACC either. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I won't revive the debate, but Pittsburgh is a Midwestern city, and anybody who oh, says yeah, otherwise is. is wrong. Um, <laughs> sorry, so that leaves. Sorry, Steph. Yeah, apology. <laughs> Steph Curry. That's who we're talking about, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's strong feelings. <laughs> um, so I'm keeping then Clemson. Uh, easy. Miami of Florida. Easy. Um, Boston College, who I considered cutting, but they have a top 10 recruiting class, according Damn to some it. sources, in 2022. <sighs> so I am keeping them. Damn There's it. some potential there. I really wanted uh, Boston College. I love Boston College. Oh yeah, gosh. it's a fun school. Um, they have a good rival with Notre Dame. Uh, and then North Carolina, easy keep. Um, UVA, you have to keep for basketball. They won the national championship two years ago. You can't cut them. Virginia Tech was like historically dominant in the ACC. Easy to keep. Louisville, you keep for basketball reasons. Um, Florida State, uh, easy keep, even though they haven't been good the past couple of years. Maybe the most historic program there. Um, outside of Miami, Duke for basketball, Syracuse for basketball. But we're letting loose Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, North Carolina State, and Pitt. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Well, the Pac-12 is up next. Current teams. So I'll just go by, like, team by team. Washington, they're in. Founding member, joined in 1915. Great brand. Washington State, they're in. I love Washington State. I love my Cougs. Fun brand. Mm -hmm. You need that interstate rivalry. Oregon, in. Also a founding member, 1915. And obviously the best school in terms of football right now. Oregon State is in. I think I, 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 I want great baseball program, first off. Football has no reason why it couldn't catch up. It's got the potential. Oregon State in. My first cut, Cal Berkeley. I'm sorry. They were a founding member in 1915. Thank I you. was actually going to, to keep you. them in, but now knowing that we can redraft, I'm cutting them. Honestly, the only reason I would keep them is because of the Cal Stanford rivalry and like the band is on the field, the game, all that stuff. But they're out. Stanford in obviously great academic school, great football school. 
good at every actually pretty much all the sports. Um, UCL Cal Berkeley is a great academic school. That's <laughs> no, they're not. They're not good at any relevant sport, though. They're not good at any relevant sport. So sorry, you're out. They're good at driving um, around in golf carts on the field. Though. Yeah. We didn't come here to play <laughs> school, Lucas. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> also, by the way, Pac-12 is the um, has won the most or tied for the most NCAA titles for 16 consecutive seasons. They're not good at football and basketball, but what really good at everything are you watching? else. Yeah. Just saying that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get Pac-12 to relevancy right now. UCLA in because yeah, of two academics, Jay. <laughs> That's how you're trying to do it. UCLA is in. USC in. That's, those are both easy. Arizona State, you're out. Sorry, see ya. Arizona in. Basketball's good. Ooh. I think football potentially has a chance to be good too. Uh, I'm keeping them in. Utah, I was borderline with this, but I'm keeping them in because of a pick I want to make later. Whoa. Utah's in. Colorado, that's an easy out. I have no idea why they're in the back 12 right now. So, <laughs> so Colorado, Arizona State, and Cal are leaving the back 12. You kept more than I expected, I'm going to be honest. I, with you. I, I did, didn't, did I? <laughs> you would have kept them uh, all? Oh, my God. Yes. I was definitely expecting <laughs> the back 12 to have a big makeover. Okay. Lastly, we've got the big 12. Um, I guess... Oklahoma and Texas in this discussion are technically still here. Until 2025, right? You got to change. Well, because SEC didn't keep them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right? Okay. I'm I'm taking them, obviously. They're the obvious ones. Uh, I'm going to keep TCU. Uh, I'm going to keep Kansas purely, purely because of the basketball. I wouldn't have done this if we hadn't said that. Um, I like to. Baylor. I'm keeping Baylor. You can have a strong football conference if you want to. It's all up to you. Uh, no, I, you can cut them and then you might come back to them. I'm, <laughs> I'm keeping Baylor and then I'm keeping Oklahoma State just because I have a fond spot for them in my heart and for uh, oh, really co- coach Coach Gundy. <laughs> it's the first time. I really don't know. Iowa State, I know, has been really good recently. Or I guess they've been more relevant recently. I'm cutting them. You're out. Oh. Kansas State, oh. I don't care for whatsoever. You're out. <laughs> Texas Tech, yeah. you're out. Don't really care oh, too much about them. I don't think they're mm. particularly relevant as a football school or maybe as any school. And then lastly, <laughs> <laughs> West Virginia, I was on the border on. We're saying that we're cutting teams for now that we're on the border on, so I'm going to let West Virginia go. Nice. What I'm banking on here really is that I'm going to be getting a lot of draft picks, more so relatively than other conferences, so I'm going to be mm-hmm. able to make up the losses. That's my strategy. That's true. Over. You're getting a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly any Pac-12 teams, though. You know, sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my heart That's because I kept all the good ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Um, I don't really know. Should we? Can we all agree that the Big 12 needs the most help right now? Can I start? Yeah, yeah you can start. Go yeah. Let's go in the, the reverse order that we just did. Yeah, I like that. I like that as well. First pick. Surprise, surprise. If we're saying Notre Dame is not going to remain independent, I'm taking Notre Dame. I mean, it's hands yeah. down. Yeah. Gotcha. Can I take them or no? Yeah, yeah you can. Sure. Yes, you, yes, you can. Absolutely. 100%. We need a lot of help. All right, Notre Dame is off the grid. Pac-12's first pick. I guarantee you guys aren't going to guess this. Oh, no. Gonzaga. We're taking the Bulldogs. <laughs> yes. I think that Jared, upgrading no. their football team. No, we're, we're upgrading our basketball conference. We're a basketball that wasn't even and on football the board. conference. Yeah. Well, you'll, you'll see. Where is their football team at? Are they even they, they don't have a football team. They, they do not, not have, have one. Team. They do not have yeah, one. Yeah, they don't have a football team. So They're going to build, they're going to build it up. Dude. They're the Notre Dame of the I think West. it's a good pick. They're the oh, Notre yeah, Dame. Okay. Thank you, Wyatt. No, Gonzaga, that instantly makes us potentially the best basketball conference. 
Yeah, that's true. Ooh. All right, Ooh. ACC. This should be a no surprise to anybody who's listened to this podcast before. It's taking the University of Central Florida. Um, <laughs> adding them, it fits some definitions. It is in a state that is on the Atlantic coast. Um, they're an up and coming program, um, and I think that they would slot in nicely. Like this would be a good stepping stone for them, and it would open up the state of Florida to the uh, to the ACC. So I think it's a good pick. Even though I said before Georgia State leaves because they're too far south. Um, I think UCF is uh, <laughs> just far enough south. <laughs> it's it's south in a different way, you know. <laughs> it might be geographically south, but culturally, it's less south. So if it's <laughs> okay, quiet. Okay. So that means the Big Ten is up. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm a little disappointed that you guys didn't take more risk with your conference that we could have some major reshuffling. But <laughs> instead of drafting from one of my own guys who I cut, I'm gonna take up Iowa State who I think uh, has a lot Ew. of really big guys. Oh, I know. I know. We all wanted them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I always look up Iowa State's logo real quick so I know who we're talking about. I believe did Tristan Wirfs go to Iowa State. The left tackle. I have no idea. My, my gut says Iowa, Iowa actually. But. Anyway, they, like, they do a lot of good linemen, and I like a lineman school. Very blue collar. I'm keeping them. Mm. Blue collar. We love Black, he, he, went to, thing. he went to just Iowa. Conference. He went to just Iowa. So yeah. forget my Tristan Worst comment. I was going to flex a little bit, but I'm good. What's the, uh, their quarterback's name? Brock Purdy? It's a good name. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good name. I agree. Good name to have to call. That's worth something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, okay. SEC on the clock. Um, feeling I may have dropped too many teams. I'm gonna, yeah, you know, the, the SEC is, has taken from the Big Twelve already. We don't, we don't really, you know, uh, we want to make sure that everyone is hurt. Yeah, in theory. Um, and and we we see the American Athletic Conference coming up. We see them. We we hear their footsteps. Um, they're obviously the biggest threat to the SEC right now. <laughs> um, and so I'm gonna go with Cincinnati, uh, which is uh, souther than certain places. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Good football school. <laughs> Good basketball. Sometimes good basketball is cool. So we're going to go with them. Wow. Wow. Right. Back up to the Big 12. Yeah, I'm actually... Recap. I'm not super sure. So my my the state of the, state of the Big 12 right now, they have gained Notre Dame uh, in addition to seven original teams, Oklahoma, Texas, TCU, Kansas, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. My next pick off the board, I think I have to pull from the SEC. I think I, I'm going to... I liked history a lot. That was part of the reason I discarded Iowa State because historically they're awful. I think I'm going to go with Tennessee. Oh, I like that. It's a good pick. I think it's a good yeah. pick. Yeah. Payne Manning is back. Payne Manning was dead for a moment. Oh my gosh. All right, the Pac-12's next pick. This is a no-brainer. It fits culturally. It fits geographically. Number one criteria for me, I think, was a geographic fit. Yeah. I'm going Boise State here. Uh. Oh, no, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. It just it, it fits like the Pac-12 entire. brand of football too. I feel like it's just yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a good pick. It's Boise State. Mm-hmm. All right, so there you go. That's so my my team my my team conference is the originals of Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Stanford, UCLA, USC, Arizona, Utah, and then the additions of Gonzaga and Boise State. Some small schools in there. ACC. It's only eleven, right? Yeah, it's only 11 for me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 
right, I'm rounding off. I'm finishing off the ACC here, and I geographically was also one of my biggest criteria too. Uh, so I'm taking the University of South Carolina. Nice. Uh, I think it creates a nice in-state rivalry for Clemson um, that they already have, and now they get to play it in conference every year. A historically good but not great uh, football school, but I also think it fits sort of culturally with a lot of what the conference is as well. And it's on the Atlantic coast, even though it's inland pretty far. But it, uh, <laughs> I think South Carolina is a good pick for to round out the new ACC. Um, I picked UCF last time, which means... The new ACC is Clemson, UNC, Duke, Florida State, Miami, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Louisville, Boston College, UCF, and South Carolina. And I realized in saying this that I had at one point said that Georgia Tech was the furthest south and that they needed to break into the Florida market. And they have Florida State in there who apparently has gone through such irrelevancy in the past few years that they even forgot they existed. So (laughs) apologies uh, to Florida State, but... That's the new conference. I'm out. A shocker that the ACC is... I'm, I'm actually shocked that the ACC is the first team that's out right now. I thought the SEC would have had, would have kept 11 and would have just picked up one more, but to each his own, we all... maybe made some mistakes, Wyatt. The, <laughs> regretting some of their... Well, you know what? I, I picked up last round. I picked up Iowa State. I already had Iowa. Mm-hmm. I have Penn State. So I think I might just pick up Pitt. And, you know, toss Pitt up in there a little bit. I like Pitt. I like the colors. They kind of fit. <laughs> so I think uh, Aaron Donald went to Pitt if I if I'm, didn't pull that mm-hmm. out of thin air, which means that they're blue collar and they have good D tackle. <laughs> so I'm sticking with my blue collar look. I like it. SEC gets bonus picks because they're the SEC. Uh, so, so two picks right now. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to reclaim one of my own Arkansas um, we're gonna we're gonna um, you know bring back some of the glory days there. So let's cross off them. And then hmm, right, we got some we got some options here. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna expand the SEC a bit um, westward. I'm gonna go with Arizona State. What? <laughs> Good baseball. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> it's you know we can attract the the SEC the guys who want the SEC football experience but also want to like have you know join a frat and uh, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. enjoy a keg every night. Um, so I'm going I'm going to Arizona State and the SEC to round it out. Definitely better than it used to be. Um, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, <laughs> Kentucky, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi, Mississippi State, AM, Cincinnati, Arkansas, and Arizona State. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Which one mad does not fit like the others? Yeah. It's Southern. It, yeah. Arizona State is in you know the southern part of the United States if you look at it in a yeah, certain way. <laughs> really, if you look at it in any way. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Back up to the Big 12, and I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea. I have no idea what I want. <laughs> it's I, getting I, tough. I, I feel like I... Um, you have four picked? you got to figure it out soon. I know. It does. I'm just realizing <laughs> that this conference is not going to get that much better <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, I actually might end up undoing... One of my, you know, you know what, you know what, um, I think before, before we go there, I've been talking about Blue Bloods a lot. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Nebraska. I think it's, oh, it's yeah. a worthy name. Yeah. It's got the appeal. The ugliest logo in mm. football, in college football, is just like somebody wow. got into Microsoft Word, typed an N, and slapped it on the side of a helmet. 
<laughs> oh my god! I feel like you would say that about a lot. Like how yeah, you Ohio State is an O. No, but there's, there's no, in. no. In Notre Dame's, there's like a design to it. Literally, look up what the University of Nebraska's helmet okay. looks like, and it's like it's like oh, the most right. basic. Letter you're absolutely and, right. And it's on the side of a helmet, but to each his own. There's no ugly teams in my. Country. I see. I hear you on that actually. Yeah, it literally is just something <laughs> typed in. <laughs> so we're gonna round out the rest of the Pac-12, Jay. Once you. Yes, we it? are. I'm stoked because I got all three of my picks that I wanted. I'm drafting BYU. It's a super easy and like no-brainer fit. You're gonna have the Utah BYU rivalry kept um, in the conference now. Uh, they're really lighter. They're national brand as well. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, honestly, I think this makes the school better, uh, or excuse me, the conference a lot better. You got some basketball with Gonzaga, some football with Boise State, and both, I think, with BYU. So, Pac-12, rounded out again. UW, Washington State, the Cougs, Oregon Ducks, Oregon State Beavers, Stanford Cardinal, UCLA Bruins, USC Trojans, Arizona, what are they, Wildcats? Yeah. Something like yeah. that? Utah Utes, Gonzaga Bulldogs, Boise State, Broncos, and BYU Cougars. I like that conference. It geographically fits still, and that's what I wanted for the most part. I think it's fair. Do they have to go by the Pac-11 for football? Is that a <laughs> Gonzaga's, <laughs> no, Gonzaga's going to muster up the, a football team. <laughs> okay. There's no reason it, why they Gonzaga can't be a football powerhouse, let's be honest. Okay, yeah. so right in the Big Ten, I picked up Iowa and Penn State last, and I kept Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Michigan State, and Northwestern. So I think I'm just going to go back into the pool of guys that I, I cut. I'm arriving at the doorstep with some flowers, and I'm saying, Indiana, come home. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. And Indiana is going to rejoin the Big Ten after it is, it's three-minute vacation from the start of this segment. Not three minutes, but. Okay. okay. I like it. It's a good basketball pick, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bart, you and me. Ah, whoo, let's get it. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I guess, like, undo one of my wrongs. Uh, I ejected the Mountaineers. I am unejecting the Mountaineers. West Virginia, come home. <laughs> Take me home. Country, Country roads. roads. <laughs> All right. Big what? Tens, the Big Tens 11th pick. My 11th pick. <laughs> uh, I've been scrolling up and down this list of guys that we cut, and Vanderbilt <laughs> is a guy I keep sopping on. And what? I know geographically and my little blue collar speech, it doesn't exactly make sense, but I like their basketball program. And if Jared can add Gonzaga, I think I'm going to go with Illinois instead because I just changed my mind <laughs> mid sentence. I'm going with Illinois. Uh, Illinois makes sense yeah. too, yeah. yeah. Pick it up, sorry. Come home. Here are my flowers. Yes. Come home. Okay. Right, Bart. Um,. I, I, I'm feeling. I w- I've been thinking about how I can approach the basketball vibe for one team. I'm not mistaken in thinking that Nova is technically available, right? Yeah. Yes. Am I missing that? I want them. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> not, not relevant at all, football wise, but we're doing it. So, no, they have an FCS. They have a pretty good FCS team. Like they're not great. Oh. They're not bad. But they made like the playoffs last year in FCS. So okay. okay. Got a few fans at those games. Um, so that leaves me with one more spot. All right. Same Why way. you're finishing the Big Ten? I'm here, finishing right? the Big Ten. Just added Illinois, to Indiana, back, uh, Pitt, Iowa State, Northwest. Or excuse me, Northwestern was there. They were all there. 
Uh, so I'm looking back and forth. I to pull back the curtain a little bit. Not only do I keep notes on the computer, I have a notebook right next to me where I just write random scribbles. It's literally gibberish, and the word temple is in here. And this is a <laughs> temple Zoom. Lucas, shout out to Lucas for hosting the Zoom call. Temple Brownie is going to round out the rest of my big, uh, big ten. I'm pretty sure they're good at basketball. And I remember Victor Oladipo went there a while back, so maybe they'll have another Victor Victor Oladipo here soon. Or was he Indiana? He's Indiana. Okay. Okay. What Same color scheme, though. Same color scheme. Yeah. So. But I like the Temple. That's a good pick. So. Temple's, like, decent yeah. at football, too. They were at some yeah. point. I'm just making up where these players went. I'm just literally just pulling out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah. just, they're, they're blurry memories in my head. So to round out the rest of the Big Ten, just to, to recap, I have Iowa State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan State, Northwestern were all guys that I kept. And then I added Iowa State. Oh, excuse me. I already said Iowa State. Um, no, Iowa State, Pitt, Indiana, Illinois, and Temple were the guys I added. It's, I like a good geographically coherent conference, and that maintains a geographic integrity. I was yeah. blue-collar, cold-weather games. Uh-huh. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really just Pennsylvania's conference, three of the 12 teams. I mean, hey. So. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. Penn, Penn there's, State... There's a higher percentage than any other state. Penn State, you know? it's like you're so good, <laughs> your little brothers can show up to, you know? Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. Can't lie to you, I didn't care less about the geographical aspect. The Big 12 is like the least coherent already, so it makes <laughs> well, sense. Yeah. When, but you should just pick a team uh, on like the West Coast so you can have a, a No, I'll do you one better. Right, actually, Hawaii, write it in. I'm kidding. I mean, yeah. maybe I'm not kidding. No, I, I actually think I'm going to go with NC State. Not a super glamorous pick, but uh, they've been pretty fire in football recently, like as far as for their standards. Not Maryland? So, not Minnesota? Uh, no, not no, I don't, no, I thought about Minnesota as a homer pick, but uh, they are just so bad lately. They were really good two years ago. No, but like they're so bad overall. No, <laughs> I know, I know, but like it's not, it's no, no. I know historically they're also really good, which I talk about a lot, but generally speaking, Minnesota underwhelms a lot as a college football program, so... Yeah, anyways. Um, So to recap for the Big 12, my teams that I kept originally, Oklahoma and Texas, even though we know they're not going to be there for much longer, TCU, Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State. I drafted the the coveted Notre Dame team out of free agency and then also took Tennessee, Nebraska, West Virginia, Nova for basketball, and NC State. And that caps off our conference realignment. The Big 12 definitely got better. A lot better, I think. think? (laughs) I like you pumping yourself up you're like yeah i i made this conference better i, I like it it's, i like the additions of notre dame and tennessee i think that those in nebraska yeah. i think that those are going to be pretty yeah, good. Nebraska. yeah i think those are good but, all right um, my backup picks by the way eastern washington and north dakota wow. state oh, oh, <laughs> oh been north dakota state would have been a great pick i was hoping that boston college was going to get set free because they would have been my first pick for sure yeah i love gotcha. dc um, can we go through the Island of Misfit Toys conference now? Like, yeah. get picked up. Absolutely. Oh, so okay. Uh, BYU. Oh, I guess BYU didn't get picked, huh? They did. They, they did. Jared yeah, him. I picked him. Oh, oh, oh! My bad. My bad. Missed that. Okay, Vandy, of course, went unpicked. Missouri no, it did. It did. Somebody got took Vanderbilt, right? No, no. no, no. Why I, back I, I back oh, yeah, it was a joke. Second. I could have okay. uh, Vanderbilt, Missouri, Maryland, Rutgers. Minnesota somehow did not get picked by Bart. Purdue, shout out Boilermakers, shout out Drew Brees. Wake Forest, <laughs> Georgia Tech, 
Cal Berkeley, Colorado, Kansas State, and Texas Tech. That's a terrible conference. <laughs> <laughs> who's winning it? You have to put okay. your money on who's winning this conference. Who's winning that in football? Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, I honestly think Minnesota's not a, yeah. not a bad pick. Maryland, maybe. I think Mizzou, Maryland, no. <laughs> I think Mizzou has a chance. I think Missouri has a chance. Oh, you know. Maybe Mizzou, Texas I Tech? Yeah, Texas Tech, I feel like. Can be T- Texas sometimes. Tech recruited Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes. That's kind yeah, of crazy. Yeah, what good, what People good did it do them Texas Tech. Exactly. No, yeah, it didn't do them any good. They were really good in like 2010, right? Or 2009? Like, no, they were like a top five team. What? No, that's not even, this is true. I think I don't know. Texas Tech historical record. <laughs> Google sportsreference.com. Yeah, in in 2008 they were ranked second overall at one point. There you go. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's cap the episode off. Uh, switching gears over to the NBA, as we mentioned earlier, the draft happened today. A big deal that went down, probably the big deal of the day, actually. The Lakers acquired ex-MVP Russell Westbrook in a blockbuster trade. They gave away Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrezl Harrell, and the number 22, I think it was the number 22 draft pick. So, Wyatt, I want to start with you. Was this a good idea? Did the Lakers win in this trade, or are they going to regret this? I think they're gonna learn. They're gonna grow to regret this. And I know Buddy oh. Heald is not the same player that Russell Westbrook is, but as as far as fit goes, Buddy Heald would have made way more sense adding a three point shooter, you know, for, to play off of LeBron James. Everybody, anytime anyone builds a team, or they're like, LeBron James just needs shooters, and they get Ray Allen, and they you know they get like uh, J.R. Smith, J.R. Smith, his, his whole mm-hmm. life off of it. Right, his, his entire <laughs> NBA career is like playing next to LeBron James. Not really, but. Uh, Buddy Hill would have been a far better piece, I think, as for, on that team. And I think he's a little bit more tradable. Uh, I will say, I said Russell Westbrook had one of the worst or the least tradable contracts in the NBA. Now this is his, mm-hmm. what, third or fourth time being traded. So maybe I was wrong. Yeah. But, you know, when you look at Russell Westbrook as far as the player goes, he's a spark plug. He plays high energy. He plays around the rim, which may allow Anthony Davis to stretch more, which I hate. Uh, I think at the end of the day, though, when it comes to late game situations, Russell Westbrook, whether LeBron James is on the court or not, will take that last shot for you. And you do not exactly <laughs> to, you know, get too excited about that. He's going to hurl up a three in transition, you know, whatever. He's not exactly a great decision maker late game. And I know you go, well, it's LeBron James. Well, Russell Westbrook still is a point guard, and he's still going to have that ball. And he's not going to be like a Steph Curry who moves off the ball. You can get to shoot threes. So he's going to be have to guy, a guy who creates a slasher who is like, he kind of has to have the ball in his hands. And I think right now the best role for what Russell Westbrook, as far as for this team is concerned is to come off the bench, lead the second unit and just score while LeBron James takes breaks. You know, you can play him a heavy minutes from the two minutes into the first quarter to five minutes into the fourth quarter. And then from that point going forward, you just leave Anthony Davis and LeBron James out there by themselves. But he's too big of a name for, for them to do that. And I, I don't like the move at all. Wait, so you're saying take Russell Westbrook out when there's five minutes left to go in the fourth? After five minutes yeah. in the fourth. So even more time, like seven minutes. How long are the quarters? Okay, that's crazy. 
That's pretty crazy. Jared, he, Honestly, he turns the ball around too much. He's too bad of a no, I mean, situation. He's a triple-double machine, Wyatt. Yeah, but, but Wyatt has an excellent point, though, that he needs the ball in his hands. How are he and LeBron compatible on the floor together? Yeah, I think yeah. this I think... this might mean that LeBron has like, said to management that he wants to have like less ball handling duty and then he basically mm-hmm. wants to rest more offensively. Mm-hmm. I, that's like the only thing I, I could see is him wanting to preserve his body a little bit. And then if he wants to start moving off ball somehow, they can play together. But I agree with Wyatt. Russ is not going to be doing that. Can you imagine Russ running around and like taking advantage of off-ball screens like Steph? Not whatsoever. No. Not whatsoever. I also think yeah. that like emotionally, like LeBron and Russ do not seem like friends. I kind of got the impression that no. Westbrook hated LeBron, actually, to be honest. No. I feel like That's Westbrook doesn't... Huh? That's how he plays. Yeah, he does play like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I just don't see it happening. That was like Russell, Russell Westbrook is one of the last players I would think of that would want to play with LeBron. You know what I mean? He just doesn't seem like that kind of player. So yeah, I'm curious to see like culturally how it's going to go. They might, like chemistry wise. Yeah, I don't think it's like a weird fit because they're both like past their prime. I feel like at this point it just feels like sort of like a, a slap shot of like names put together. Not that LeBron is just a name, but <laughs> maybe this is evidence to that like LeBron is like recognizing his limits at his age and wants to play more off ball and is gonna like we mentioned before like talking to management about less ball handling duties but I just can't imagine a world in which LeBron James like is not dominating the ball for whatever team he plays for and I think I can't imagine a world in which Russell Westbrook isn't dominating the ball for the team he plays for so it just seems like a really really bad fit to me and I think egos will clash it seems like a little bit when like the Lakers had Dwight Howard and Steve Nash and Kobe on the team in which it was guys who were all really really good at some point in their careers but their games didn't match up well they were kind of past their prime and it seems like a very similar sort of iteration of that team to this team and here's this I'm going to call this right now the very famous LeBron James J.R. Smith picture in the finals where LeBron James is like, what are you doing? And he's sticking his arms out. That exact same picture will come to life at some point during the Lakers season when Russell Westbrook what? It either turns the ball over or bricks a three in transition. It's going to happen. And the, the way the Lakers are operating right now, I understand that they're trying to add stars, but this feels very similar to when Kevin Durant was leaving the Warriors where they're like, okay, well, I, I don't want to, you know, he doesn't, he can't leave for nothing. And they trade Kevin Durant for D'Angelo Russell, and they have to cut Andre Iguodala. And then mm-hmm. now they have D'Angelo Russell, and the, it just, the pieces don't fit. So now they have to trade him for Andrew Wiggins, and they're kind of stuck. They can't sign anybody. They don't have any more pieces of trade because when they traded Kevin Durant, they had to match salaries and picks and all that kind of stuff, you know? Where right now, yeah. the Lakers might have just been better off going and hoping John Wall hits the buyout market, which I think he will. <laughs> adding him, getting Kyle Lowry, getting DeMar DeRozan, something like that, trading for Buddy Heald, who is a much tradable, much more tradable contract, I would say, $88 million rather than like a hundred and whatever million dollars Russell Westbrook is making. And look, I applaud teams who make really risky moves and kind of go for it. Like you have to, I think I've said this before, you have to risk... You have to go for a championship at the risk of being awful. And I, mm-hmm. I, I applaud them for doing that. But I think that there is an exact... Like, this just was not the move that you would have made 
in my opinion, mm. as far as as far as I'm concerned, whether or not they could have. It just doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me on how Russell Westbrook fits alongside him. I think that they could have just gone a little bit more conservative, continue to build the rest of the pieces, add more scoring and playmaking in the second unit rather than just going really top heavy with the way they go now. I mean, does anybody think that they couldn't have run it back with a healthy LeBron and AD again? Like, I feel like they didn't need to right, do exactly. this. It seems to me like depth. But is all their role players, them. all the people that they traded sucked in the playoffs. You're not yeah. well. I, I mean, I don't. KCP is okay. I mean, but yeah, I mean Kuzma. I'm happy Kuzma's gone for their sake. But I just feel like, given the fact that LeBron is like maybe going to be a little more brittle, given the fact that we know AD is literally made out of glass, I think they wouldn't they have been better served trying to get a little bit more depth for this season, which is going to be normal length again. Try to like you know bolster themselves into a deep playoff run, which I think they're capable of with those two stars already. I mean, well, like, what about this? We just, talked yeah, about it just seems... we talked about LeBron not wanting to like maybe carry the team as much. I mean, what if LeBron just doesn't really like? Is basketball is not as important to LeBron as as it is as it used to be? He's doing Space he, Jam now. He, he hit one billion dollar net worth, and he's like, I'm out. You know, he, Jordan he's doing, would never. He's Jordan doing Space Jam, like literally, literally, like mm-hmm. in the press in the press conference after they lost, he was talking about Space Jam, <laughs> and then right. he's in Fortnite. I was told uh, as well. Like, I think. You know, so he moved to LA sources, and everybody was like, per your sources. Huh? My, per my sources. Yeah. <laughs> and like everybody was like, well, yeah, he moved to LA because that, that was like a business decision. That was like a post basketball decision. And, you know, maybe that's kind of part of what this is. Mm. I, I definitely believe that. Yeah. yeah, I think that there's a chance where maybe he's not going to be as down. But I think as LeBron James is out there, he, he knows what it does to him building towards MJ type mm. legacy stuff. So. I don't know. I think that there's a. I think he's still trying to compete, but I just I don't know. If, well, yeah, if, he's if still he trying the to one compete. Who walks in the office and says, "Get me Westbrook," I don't. Then maybe you're right. he just doesn't <laughs> care anymore. <laughs> and I, I, look, let, let's say this again. I love Russell Westbrook. I was a huge Thunder fan, and I really liked watching him play. He plays hard. I respect it. Does he play efficient? No. Does he play really <laughs> no. smart? No. I mean, does he kind of even fit anywhere close to the brand of basketball that LeBron James plays? No, not a shot. I mean, I, I'm like literally looking at a list of free agents, and I could see like five other guys I think that they should have got. Evan Fournier, France superstar. Yeah. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Bring it all full circle. <laughs> but, I mean, look, Lonzo Ball, Spencer Didwitty, mm-hmm. J.J. Redick. I know he's a shooting guard. Uh you know, Danny Green will come back. Victor Oladipo, <laughs> Goran Dragic. Like, there are guys who are like, you can kind of fill in and create more depth. Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Kelly Oubre, Andre Godala, uh, Trevor Ariza. They're, they're decent filler guys that you can add on here to Lou Will to just to throw on your team and be like, let's go, PJ Tucker. You know? I think they're be- I think there are better options, and they could have just like Bart said. Did, did anyone really believe that they couldn't have just ran it back, and then maybe just created some more depth? Because when they won the championship in the bubble, their like third best player was Dwight Howard, so mm-hmm. and Alex Caruso and their play- playoff Rondo, right? Playoff, playoff Rondo. It just yeah, I'm baffled. Consider me baffled. Yeah. Yeah, according to ESPN, the, their projected lineup as of now is Russell Westbrook, Talon Horton Tucker, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Marcus Gasol, which just reads like 
like the Sixers from like I guess two years ago at this point where there's no floor spacing like nobody shoots like I don't know <laughs> five fact, men think... in the paint let's <laughs> go somebody, somebody tweeted underneath it and I haven't fact checked this but I think it's true but Marcus Saul would have the highest like three point percentage of anybody in that lineup no when way your your, when your center is your best three point shooter it's not a good sign yeah it's wow. not well, that was a very robust discussion on all topics. Yeah, it's been it's been a long it's been a long episode. We hope you did enjoy it though, and thank you for listening to the end. If you are listening to this, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Especially Instagram, we got a lot of great content on there, and uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts in the comments um, so we can so we can incorporate them next episode, and we'll see we'll see you all next week. Thanks.